Yeah, right, in a sense. All right. Well, Albert, thanks for joining. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So uh, Albert and I actually met. First, I'm going to quickly introduce the, the episode, as I always do. On another episode of Soothing Semantics, I'm your host, Rafi Pinsky. Make sure to subscribe, like, leave your comments, good or bad. We welcome them all. And uh, the 127th episode of my podcast, we have Albert Lewitton, man of many languages, man of many countries, a traveler, a spokesperson, uh, very, very intelligent, very intelligent man who uh, I was very blessed to do a uh, real estate transaction with who, who I represented on, on a, a rental listing. So obviously, if any of you guys are in need of any real estate whatsoever, please reach out to me. It'd be an absolute pleasure. Just uh, came back from a listing appointment, actually. So I'm looking forward to, to getting that back signed. He's already pretty much agreed to do it. So nice, nice duplex down in Miami. So that's always exciting. Yeah, yeah. it's a, a, a fun-packed morning, to say the least. So go into a little bit, Albert, on what you do, because I know you've been on um, the Israeli news. What is it? Isle, Isle 24. I-24 News. It's a Middle Eastern news network that's based in Tel Aviv uh, and all over the Middle East. Um, I, I mean, I'll give you a little background on what, I, what my career is. It's, uh, it's in news. It's mostly in news. Uh, and in talk shows around the world. So the what I do, I've, what I've done for the most part of my career has run newsrooms, I've created news channels, I've uh, run news channels. Uh, and if you were a network news owner, a network owner somewhere around the world, and you said, hey, I want to I want to start something, I want to create something, I was the one that you hired to come in and create something. So uh, I went to Brazil and created the Oprah for Brazil, if you will. Uh, I created Judge Judy in Brazil and in Germany and, and France and uh, England, France, Germany, Holland, Israel, uh, Peru, Russia. I spent some time in Russia, which was you know, was fun. Um, and that's what I did around the world. In addition to running network newscasts and news shows for CNN, CNBC, ABC, CBS, uh, ran CBS's digital news channel, uh, was at MTV running live programming. And now I'm working for both I-24 and for EBU, the European Broadcast Union, which is the uh, alliance of 142 TV networks all around the world about 65 different countries um and so forgive me for doing this outside but i'm always on the go <laughs> i'm never i can never just stand in one place at one time so forgive me so severe adhd or is it, is it what is it exactly? a little bit of both i mean it's a lot of, i get very bored very easily and so i can't just i can't sit in an office i have that's i think ever since i was i was i started in this business at 15 i lied and told them i was 18 they didn't check back then um that's how far back it was um, and so when they didn't check, I was fascinated by the newsroom and the hustle and bustle and the craziness. And I have never, and the chaos, I mean, the chaos, I thrive on chaos. And so for me to be in a room that's quiet with a, with just a four walls or maybe a window and three walls, I can't deal with that. I can't deal with, I, I need constant stimulation and constant bustle. Mm -hmm. That makes perfect sense. So that must, yeah. that must be to a degree why maybe you prefer New York over Florida. I mean, I, I imagine. Yes, although things are changing. <laughs> I mean, yes, I do prefer New York over Florida. Um, but that, I mean, New York has also turned into some of a kind of a, a bit of a mess right now. Um, and even though I always say to my friends, and my friends always tell me, oh, you should run for mayor, and maybe one day I will. Um, I, I think that needs a lot of work. And I, I see the hustle and bustle in Miami and, and South Florida, all of South Florida. And, I'm, and it really appeals to me and appeals to a lot of New Yorkers. As you see, so many of them are moving down. Um, 
yeah, as did you. <laughs> so um, it's there's something about this hustle and bustle and the flavor and the language and the, and the people and everyone's from somewhere else. I mean, that to me is so appealing. And that's what makes South Florida also something that I, I think about, like, maybe maybe this is a permanent move. Maybe I should do it. I'd spend it. What I do right now is I spend two weeks in New York, go down to Miami, spend two weeks and then, you know, maybe it's a week somewhere in Europe or something for work. But other than that, that's that's what I've been doing lately. Yeah, I mean, I see you do. I see you traveling all the time. <clears throat> yeah. Um, for some crazy reason, somehow the the most peace I get is 39,000 feet in the air. It's like I could sleep. The doors close and I'm out. I guess I guess if you're sleeping, you don't feel like you're missing out. I guess that makes sense. Uh, I just so there. I was on a flight from Panama City to New York, Panama City, Panama uh, to New York, uh, to New York recently, and there was no Wi-Fi on board, and it made me freak out for about ten minutes. And then I was like, okay, deep breath, deep breath. It's actually a good thing. You're away, and the world can wait. When you land in five hours, you'll get. And then, and the moment I did, turn on the phone. It was a blah, 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 like a ton of emails coming back. You get that. You get that. You get that endorphin rush with all the people that want to reach out to you it's not even just the, it's not reaching out to me it's more of the like the news alerts the, right, the right. push alerts that come out from everywhere it's like wait what happened while well, i was in, literally it was just five hours what do you mean that happened so there's a lot of that and unfortunately unfortunately i'm still in a lot of the uh, internal email and whatsapp groups and the text chains that are in the network news rooms like they haven't taken me off them so i see stuff before it makes air, if you will, before it goes on. And it's like, whoa, stop, stop, stop. The world has to stop in just five seconds. Let me catch up. It's so, wild. Yeah. It's so wild, yeah. I mean, I, I get this this form of excitement whenever I don't have access to my phone and then I turn on the notifications and everything starts buzzing in. We all do, though. This is just yeah. phenomenal. But those so, of us in the news world get it faster and, and much more in-depth and not even that, but just like it's a constant barrage. I mean, I I've, I can't tell you the amount of relationships that are probably soured because in the middle of the night, you, uh, the phone blows up over something. And it's like, what what, what happened? You know, you think that the world exploded? I'm like, no, Trump tweeted that, la, 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 la. You know, it's like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. all right, here we go. <laughs> a tree fell in Malaysia. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But crazy thing, because we were going to talk, we, I definitely want to get into some uh, Middle Eastern current events with you, whether sure. it be is Israel and, and the West Bank and, and countries surrounding it. I just read about a wild story that happened in, in Hawara. So for whoever doesn't know, Hawara is a West Bank town. Uh, there are some Jews who live there, uh, or live in the vicinity, and recently there have been some attacks there. So I'm just going to you know dumb it down for some people who really have no idea. There was a Jewish former Marine that was there. He was driving his car and a Palestinian shot him in the head and he was able to survive. He put a tourniquet on himself. He calmed his wife down and he walked to the ambulance all while simultaneously shooting the shooting the, the guy who tried to kill him. I don't know if he killed him or not, but the, wild story. There's a video actually of him walking to the ambulance. He has a bandage on his head. It's crazy. Um, that he didn't, he didn't, as they say, neutralize him. It was done by someone else, but yes, uh, shortly thereafter. So yeah, the, the assailant is dead, uh, the alleged assailant, right. although I guess there was no trial when something like that happens. Um, so alleged isn't really the case, but yeah, that's that did happen. I just lost you, by the way. I lost you. Oh, no, I'm here. I'm back. I'm back. Okay, you're back. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would be silly to think you didn't hear about this story, too. 
Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I I kept seeing it in real time. I mean, not real time, but like moments after it happened. Hey, this is what there's an alleged incident, and you know, every ten seconds, I kept getting updates, updates, updates. And then I'm uh, the Israeli Mishtara, which is the the Israeli police, um, also has a WhatsApp group that uh, journalists belong to, where they get updates, and that was going on as well. Mm-hmm. I follow te- on Telegram. I follow I follow um, one. Arab news network. It's not really a news network. It's just a, a kind of, I guess, uh, under under the table sort of thing. It's not an official news network. It's called the Janine Kassam. So I just follow that, and then I follow these two Israeli networks, and I just get all my news from there. So whatever isn't on one is usually on the other. But they post a lot of the same things. They post each yeah. other. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's sort of where everyone's getting their news these days. I mean, like the idea of sitting down and watching news at 6.30 at night doesn't happen anymore. So that's people, especially in that part of the world, are getting their news from WhatsApp, Telegram, Signal. Um, you know, you name, the, you name the platform and it's all popping up that way. It's just so interesting. It's so interesting how obviously one side is pushing a certain narrative and the other side's pushing another. It's just very interesting. Well, it's, and it's up, it's incumbent on a journalist to actually just is to is to say, see both sides and to use both sides to deliver facts as opposed to just one side. That that just never happens. It's highly unlikely. What 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 do you feel about I twenty four? Do you, are they are they much more conservative? Are they more? Where do you feel they stand? Well, I mean, I get a paycheck from them. So what I'm going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, it's very. It's probably the most objective news network you're going to get. I mean, yes, there is a bit of a. Uh, because it's based in Tel Aviv, there are more stories that are, that revolve around Israel and and the, and for a diaspora audience. But if you put us put I twenty four up against any other news network that's based in the Middle East, whether it's Al Jazeera, Al Hora, and and NBC, which is based out of Lebanon, um, you'll see it's truly objective. It's really impressive, and because I twenty four not only does it in English, but it's also a, there's an Arabic language channel and a French language channel as well. Mm-hmm. All. And it's done specifically for that reason, is to make to make it a pan Middle Eastern North Africa news network. So there's bureaus in 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 Rabat, in Morocco. There's bureaus in Dubai. Um, you know, the Abrahamic Accords are were fantastic for it because it allowed them I twenty four rather to put a to put a journalist uh, in Dubai um, and to cover the region. And, that, and unlike any of the other networks that you know any other Middle East network, there's always like oh. There's that chess game you play. You can't put them there because they're that government's fighting with that government. And that fight, you know, you can't do that with this. So this was really that's really what makes it apart, sets it apart from everyone else. And of course, you've got your your legacy news networks. You've got your BBC, DDS, uh, ABC, NBC. They're all you know they're all over the Middle East, but they also only have like one person based in Jerusalem or Tel Aviv that in charge of running the entire Middle East region, which is a tough tough call to order here. Um, so that's what makes this one a little different. Interesting. No, it's very. That's actually something I did. I, I didn't know any of this. What, what What do you think about memory TV? Memory is is uh, that's that's for whoever doesn't know. It's not memory. It's M E M R I. So that's an Israeli owned channel, isn't it? Uh, yeah, but I don't really. I mean, if, I'll be honest with you. I really don't know that much about them. It's it's available mostly online. Um, but I don't know. Like, I don't know where they're. They've got their correspondence base. So I, I, I I'm gonna have to. Yeah, I'd have to abstain from comment on that only because i just don't, I don't i'm not informed and i'd rather not comment on something i'm not informed about than just make something up <laughs> that's fair that's fair i know i'm glad i'm glad you said that it i thought they were an arab channel because they they come off their they built their channel to to not look jewish whatsoever i, I always thought it was like an arab channel but 
I guess that's that's probably their objective, I guess. Yeah, so two, I guess, you know, we're, we're talking about New York and Florida, and we're talking about current events in Israel. So to kind of run it back to New York and Florida, where do you think with the economy and the way it is now? <laughs> I guess they find that funny. Where do you think, where do you think? <laughs> Where do you think it is kind of funny? I mean, look at look at interest rates these days. It's kind of funny. Right. <laughs> yes, so, where where do you think we're we're turn, we're going in terms of maybe a decline in New York and a growth in Florida? I mean, what do you what do you see? I mean, it's based on taxes. Everything is going to be based on taxes, no matter what you do. Because if you do the economics, and especially now, um, and I think COVID was a real uh, the silver lining among one of the silver linings in terms of innovation and immunology was the ability to figure out what our work cycle is like, what our work lives are like. Why must I be in an office? Do I need to be in an office? Can I just do Zoom for the rest of my life? There is, There are industries where you need to have collaborative, you need to have people in a room and talk, um, but there are others that do not. So why would I want to be in New York if I don't have to be in New York? I mean, New York has its pluses. Obviously, you've got, you know, uh, you've got the culture that the city thrives on between theater, opera, uh, movies, uh, restaurants. I mean, there's a culture aspect of it too. But if you could do that, if you pop in every so often to New York, why would you want to be in New York? I can live in the suburbs. Yeah. But I'm also stuck with paying taxes in New Jersey, Connecticut, uh, Westchester that in Florida, I don't get. So that if you do the economics, it almost makes it beneficial for you to be in Florida than it would be in New York. So I think more and more people are, are looking at that saying, Hey, why, why don't I do that? Why don't I move down to Florida versus New York? It's a, it, I have schools are okay. Um, the schools are good in Florida. Some of them are better than New York. They're cheaper. I know, I know I could tell you my cousins who have moved out of Florida, um, they're paying a lot less in private schools than they would ever pay in New York for private schools. Except um, for the Hillel, except for the Jew, the Jewish private schools are on arm and a leg. Well, that's, I mean, I could, I could spend another hour with you talking about the, the private school, the Jewish private schools and what uh, some, I mean, huh. there ought to be, they'll be, there'll be RICO laws one day written about these places. So, I mean, it is a racket. Yeah. You can't go anywhere else. And so you're stuck having to, sh you get a shakedown of like 20,000 a year uh, down in Florida. Well, they're more than that. They're more than that. And so oh, I'm sure they're more, more than 20 K flop, which is probably 30 plus. I mean, think about that 30 plus and you've got three kids, forget it. A hundred thousand. Where are you going to find that money? I mean, what bank are you robbing? <laughs> The, well, some of these people are enormously wealthy, but I think a lot of them are. Not of them are. Not a lot of them are. A lot yeah. of them are middle class. Yeah. So how do they do it, man? They just have a lot of support. They get they get handouts or they get discounts. Or the family works in the yeshiva a lot of the time. Like the, the, Sometimes you'll do like a, right, you'll do a trade out. Like I'll work, yeah. you know, I'll work in the back office or whatever. Or what they'll do, unfortunately, is they'll take out a loan against their house. And so there'll be lines of credit on a house just to pay for the yeshivas. I mean, this is, uh, I don't understand. I don't understand how it's done. I feel bad. Like I, I have a cousin who has six kids. How she put them through school, I will never understand. And where do they go? I mean, they're in deals. And, you know, proud and S-wise, yay. Um, okay, but, but they don't, so they don't have serious money? No, they have, they, have, they have good money. But it's still, you know, you got to work. It doesn't come. It's not falling off the falling out of the sky. How much do you think we're talking for for all six kids in total? Well, it's a good thing they staggered. They're not all at one time. So let's. I think there's a ten or twelve, ten year difference between the, the oldest and youngest, right? No, there's more than that. Twelve, twelve year difference. 
So I don't think they all were at the same time, but I mean, that's still a, it's still a cash flow that you have to deal with for 12 years. Mm -hmm. So even if it was 30, 40, $50,000 for 12 years, I mean, that's a lot of money. So that's why people are like, you know what? I'll go to Florida. I don't have to spend, I don't want to spend that much money. I'm done. And plus the income taxes are killing you in New York and New Jersey, Connecticut as well. So if you could do, if you could do no state income tax in Florida, but deal with the property tax, I'd rather do that. So right. I think more and more people are doing the economics and not even that, but I think also like the, the companies are doing the economics. I have a friend who works for Chase and much of Chase up here in New York and in New Jersey have moved people down to Tampa. Not a fan of Tampa. Sorry, Tampa, Tampa residents. But I like, I don't, and they told, they told the staff, you've been reassigned to Tampa. You don't want to go? That's too bad. Then your job's been eliminated up here in New York. Important so, question. Important question to interject. Are tamp are, are is someone from Tampa called a tampon or a tampon? I wish I knew. I wish I knew. I think this is what I'm going to start calling people from Tampa. Tampons. 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 Mm. <laughs> We're going to get in trouble that way. I'm going to get a phone call from the mayor. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find out. I have a friend who ran the news division at the CBS station in Tampa. I'll ask her. I, it's definitely not pronounced. It, they're definitely not called that, but I, I would like them to be for my own amusement. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, no, these are very valid points. I'm, I'm very happy I made the move. It's, I, I really like it here. It's great. But this is also a lifestyle. I mean, like, think about it. You don't have to deal with parking like you do here. You don't have to deal like, uh, it's just the, and the, I mean, the homeless situation here in New York is, is really bad, really bad. And where, where are you right now? Where exactly? I'm in Brooklyn. I'm in Williamsburg right now. It's not where I live. I just happen to be here for. I'm doing this with you there because you I like in Jewish Williamsburg, or are you, or are you? No, I'm in. I'm in hipster Williamsburg. Really, I really like that area actually. But yeah, the parking's terrible over there. Well, I mean that it's just it's plus effective to pay six hundred dollars a month to park your car in a lot if you don't want to do it downstairs. And oh, by the way, if your car is here when when you wake up in the morning, great. And if it's here and it doesn't have a window broken or something, even better. So why, why deal with that anymore? I mean, Miami has its problems. Yes, I-95 is basically GTA. Um, everyone's, they drive on it like it's Grand Theft Auto. They it's crazy. Man. It's nuts. I'm, I'm, I really, I think every day that I'm, I haven't gotten into an accident and I pray that it won't happen. But man, the times where I have been a, an inch away from getting slammed and I just literally, and I just quickly made a maneuver or the guy realized whatever it is. And I just go, God, thank you. But it's just. Well, and not even that, but also the, the toll lanes now on I-95. Now it's like a speedway. Now everyone's like, oh, well, for $3, I get to go 100, 100 miles an hour. And no one can stop yeah. me. But like, that's, that's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, even my mom, I love my mom and she's you know, 78 years old and she, she's down in Florida a lot with me. And I always say to her, please just take us one. Yeah. You'll live in lights. Don't worry. But you know what? I'd rather you do that than, than get stuck in 95, like getting hit by somebody who then speeds off and no one cares. Yeah. 95 is wild. The, I, I am happy that they're building additional highway. They're building more roads. Ives dairy, you know, right when you're in Aventura, right when you're trying yeah. to get into to the 95, whether North or South, you have that horrible one lane exit and it is impossible. The only time it's not insanely busy is maybe three in the morning, in the morning and on three in the morning and on. Otherwise it is fucked. So they're starting to build additional road there now. And I don't know what, exactly how they're going to structure it, but they're, they're clearly building additional roads. So I'm, I'm stoked for that. We'll see. How yeah. But you know, the, the, this was a problem in Miami all through history. I mean, it, there's a great internet. Uh, there's a great Instagram account 
of Miami history where it shows all the photos of Miami back in the 50s and 60s. And it, it makes me think like, why didn't anyone plan this right? Like they only built one highway. Did they think no one was coming. I, I don't understand the idea that like, and yeah, they built the turnpike, but they built the turnpike all the way out middle of nowhere. Like who's going to go all the way out there and navigate right. a road? Um, you know, there's, there's that there. It's just a really rough, um, it's just rough. I don't know how to describe it. And we're, I don't even know how they're going to, eminent domain won't get you anywhere you're not going to build another highway on top of people's houses so i really don't know I what think they might it. eventually i mean they're gonna to have to get rid of so many houses i don't know how that would work well you know with eminent domain they basically come in and yeah they come and just say hey we're you know get rid of your house you know your house has got to go we got to build we have to build things yeah yeah and, and they you get compensated fair market value so i don't know we'll see how that well yeah but it's still a major inconvenience because now you have to go and find something else it's not uh Right, and they're not exactly going to build up the mass transit system in South Florida. I mean, look at Brightline. Brightline, great idea that it is. How many? Name me a day. They should have like a tally that says how many days has it been since somebody wasn't hit by a Brightline train. I mean, every day oh, someone's getting hit by a Brightline. Train. I heard, I I heard a crazy story recently in Fort Lauderdale, but this was suicide. Somebody just walked in front, and uh, somebody told me they saw the whole thing. A guy, oh, yeah, I mean, we don't have to get too graphic here, but the, the guy died pretty brutally. But it was, but that was on purpose. He walked in front of it. Yeah, I mean that. That you expect that. I mean, it happens here in New York too, on the Long Island Railroad, Metro North a lot, um, or even on the subways. Um, but the thing is, in Florida, it's like no one wants to take the train, and even just to take the bright line. Well, I was, I wanted to take it the other day. I'm a train buff. A train, I'm fascinated by trains, and then everywhere around the world, the first thing I do is I take the subway or the trains just to get to know the place and get to know the people. And you go to Brightline and they make you fill out a form and a credit card. And it, it's like, wait, guys, why steps. are you doing this? Too many steps. I don't have time for this. And it's not even that. It's a train. It's not, I'm not flying anywhere. Like, why am I doing all this? An appointment. I've never used it yet. You have to make appointments. If they have to structure it more like the subway. But the thing is also they don't have nearly as many trains as the, as the New York subway. They only have. Right. But even then, like, I don't understand for for a twelve dollar ticket to go from Miami to Fall Lauderdale. Like, I should just be able to buy it at a ticket booth and go, or buy it on a machine right. and go. Like, why right. do I need to like fill out a form with my name, my address, my email? Like, okay, you want marketing out of it? Take it off somewhere else. Like, I don't need it. I don't need to do that. You have to get rid. They have to get rid of the steps if they want more riders. Absolutely, they make it too complicated. That's why I don't use it. I don't use it at least not yet because they they it's too it sounds too complex. Right. I mean, hold on a second. Ah, there you go. New York. Um, I mean, to go from Miami up to, to Orlando, which is what it will happen in the next two years, there are going to be a lot more people using it. But I, I could see the revolt of people, you know, doing that. You, what got me, inter you know, interestingly enough, the way that they have it structured. I mean, if they, they also have people looking at bags on the way in, which is basically what they do in Tel Aviv and in Israel, which is fine. I get that. But in, you know, they don't have people. You take your Rafcal card and you're on your train. You don't have to worry about, you know, you don't have to worry about uh names numbers all that i mean the best way to do it frankly if you can do that is you get a bright line card and everything you need is on that bright line card you want you want name address all of that just get a bright line card and go on it and boom you're in seems like you need to to go and meet with somebody yeah you see that's what i do for a living i'm a consultant i tell people what to do and because I, I i'm one of those annoying people like you're doing it all wrong guys <laughs> And here's how you should do it right. I'm all for it, man. If Good. you can change, change things, make the world a better place, Albert. Yeah. So, so what? What? Uh, 
then in Israel, going going back to Israel, we have all this complication with with uh, the right and the left, with all with the with the Supreme Court. So that's a yes, whole, whole that's thing. a whole mishugas, um, as they say. Um, balagan is a better word for it in Hebrew. Um, it's we have had this in the United States, so I don't know what they're all up in arms about. It's the same thing. I mean, when 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 we in the U.S. stack the court, I mean, this is exactly what the idea is. No different. Well, what do you think are the major consequences of allowing Netanyahu to go through with this? Uh, it's unlike the U.S. checks and balances system. There are no checks and balances in the Israeli system. There's no constitution, as you know. It's a, what they call the basic laws. It's a parliamentary thing, but it's, it's basic laws. So there are no um, there are no constitutional checks and balances. So one thing it, it and I understand the left's opinion that unfettered or unchecked um, it can cause it can cause authoritarian rule. Um, but on the flip side of that too is like we here in the U.S. I mean, I always I'm very curious about how Americans are up in arms. So I, I go to up in arms groups. Like I just sit and I go, like some friends invite me and they're like, oh, we're up in arms and we're going to meet. All right, let me go. I'll, oh, hold on. Let me, okay, sorry about that. Um, oh, we're up in arms. So let, we're going to meet. So I go and just listen. I don't, you know, as a journalist, I, I'm, I'm going to observe. Um, and I find it interesting how American non-Israelis are up in arms as if that, that's what they, that's their country. They voted this in. Let them deal with it. Let them figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my opinion. But I know that we have such a deep connection here in the U.S. with there. So it's as if like it's as if a family member is being attacked, and so you must, you know, have a family meeting to discuss. Somebody doesn't even live near you to figure out like what are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? Yeah, I mean, there's not there's not much they're going to do. I don't. I mean, I don't think it's going to lead to some crazy civil war. I don't, I don't no. Really Besides, Israeli, like what happens in the Arab world in these in these predicaments is they literally go and mow each other down. So that worst case scenario, they're going to be some fights, some fist fights. Uh, could get a little worse than that, but in terms of the whole entire country flipping on its ass, I don't really see that happening. I think uh, no, but what I think one thing you should look out for, and it's something that's very important, is that you got to f- figure out what the surrounding countries are doing and watching. And with the Palestinian Authority and what the PIJ and and Hamas and all of those are and Hezbollah especially they're like they see it as an opportunity of like oh well, if this if there's discord that's being sown it's an opportunity for us to go in um, so that's the thing that you should be that we we being those concerned about that country should be concerned about absolutely no that's all fair I mean there's a lot there's a lot going on now and then there's a there's obviously an uptick in violence but. This is this is complicated, man. Because I don't want to go too far down the Israeli-Palestinian rabbit hole. I've spoken about it on my podcast many times. If any, uh, if any of you that are listening want to hear more about that topic in general, look, sift through my videos, and there's a lot on that. I've done debates. I've gone into uh, gone into depth with different people in the the space that have their own YouTube channels. So definitely go into it if you uh, go into these videos if you want to learn more. Uh, but you know, I, I'm sure you and I agree. There's really no no solution that I can see, and it's uh, it's really just a question of preventing more of these groups from popping up, like the Lions Den, because we already have three primary groups. So you know, uh, Islamic Jihad, Hamas, and 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 uh, Fatah. I mean, it's, it's a 
Right, but it's a game of it's a game of whack-a-mole. Right. I mean, it's constantly like that. And you know, yeah. And the thing is, is like, so you hit, so you go after ten or fifteen in Janine, right? And then three days later, they shoot somebody in Jericho, and then you have to go back to find out who did that and deal with that. So it's just back and forth, back and forth, and that's a never-ending thing. Um, Yeah. I mean, there are there are there are groups. I'm I'm trying to politely say this without without offending anyone. There are groups who believe that the one thing that should be done is to allow the Palestinians to declare a state, and therefore, okay, you want a state, that's fine. But understand that when you declare a state, you are therefore subject to a war, and if you do anything that necessitates a war, we will go out and go ahead and 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 fight a war, hmm. and end this once and for all. Um. But that's that's a that's conflagration. That's like that's like asking. I mean, that's like asking to trigger uh, a tinderbox. But there are groups who believe it. That's the hardest thing, man, is the solution, right? Because there are too many people on both sides that don't want a two-state solution. I personally don't want one because I don't think it. it I, first of all, if we won the land, if we earn the land through through war, then officially it's ours, religion or not, religion aside or not. That doesn't sound good. But I think that's it is what it is. So how it's always been. It's been history since Adam and Eve days. Always how it's been. And there are too many Palestinians that don't want that, and there are too many Israelis that don't want that. So well, not only that, you also have seven hundred thousand Israel seven hundred thousand settlers, Jewish settlers in the West Bank. So right. what do you do when that happens? Right. No one talks I, about that. Right. So. I, I said this on another podcast, and I and I'm going to say it again because as much as it sounds primitive. I think if we, if if we can all be logical, it makes a lot of sense. There's a biblical verse that says, uh, and I'm going to try to word it the best way possible. When you go into the land, you're go you need to defeat the essentially defeat the other side, and if you don't, they're going to be a thorn in your side, and that's become the problem essentially and right. now, listening to this might say oh well are you suggesting to just go and annihilate all of them or are you some sort of it, it's the idea that throughout history when one group or one party goes into land and there are inhabitants of the land the only way to really take over that land is by doing that so because we haven't done that and i and i'm going to really try to explain this the best way possible so people don't think I'm, i have some sort of crazy plan because i don't i wish we could all get along because that didn't happen and there are two sides with different desires we have this constant issue where we can't seem to figure the, this whole problem out so right it's also and it's also a matter of trust my family is a family that was expelled from egypt in the 1950s and uh, i mean you look at it and to this day i think there are Mizrahim who will never to this day trust no matter what anyone says mm-hmm. and so you have to deal with that too I don't know. I, uh, that's, we're going to go through this. Let's talk about something else. We're gonna yeah, we'll never get anywhere. We'll go down this hole. We'll never get anywhere. You're right. That's yeah. why I even said let's not do it. But it, uh, it's it's such a frustrating discussion, man. It's so frustrating. Anyway, um, yeah. So we we covered we covered a uh, New York and Florida overall, you know, local economy, and I very much agree with the sentiment. Um, if there's anything you'd like to go into more in, in general about news. So I think more than so about news and how to cover news and how to deliver news. I mean, look at, I just think that every, everyone should understand that news, uh, news has taken a different turn 
like we're no longer the three anchor, three stations, three networks, you know, nice guy anchoring 6.30 p.m. at, you know, whether it's Peter Jennings or Dan Rather or Tom Brokaw, like that's gone. That day has gone, sailed. Um, and then there's, you know, I get, I can't tell you how many times the moment I mentioned like, oh, I'm in the media, I get the like, oh, you media people, you know, it's your fault that the way things are, you know, if it wasn't for Fox News or if it wasn't for MSNBC, I mean, I, yeah. But you know what? That It's no different than in the 1930s and 20s when there were newspapers and people were like, what do you mean you, you, you read the New York Post? Or what do you mean you read the Times? Or what do you mean you read the, the Sun the Sun Times, which was a newspaper in New York, or the Eagle or any of the ones in New York that are gone out of business? Everyone had, everyone printed a paper the same way everyone has a network. But now the way things are being done, it's like you, every, you right now, Rafi, you have, you have what was no different than what a newspaper was in the past. A method to deliver the technology that technology delivered the news right True. it was media 101 class there was a there's a media theorist named marshall McLuhan who said that the medium is the message the i and what that meant was like the way that it's being delivered is is how things are being delivered like just just the fact that you were doing this i'm doing is a, a cell phone zoom call with you that's going to be transmitted to who knows how many people is something that would was unheard of 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years ago, right? So that is pretty astounding. Um, but people need to realize that that's the future. This is where we are. Um, and how you consume your news, how you get your news, um, will evolve again to the point where I, uh, yesterday, for the first time in years, I opened a newspaper at a, at a hotel lobby. I was like, wow, I can't remember the last time I actually opened a physical paper. <laughs> I mean, we're just, we've, cha we've changed. And we, uh, it's incumbent upon journalists to understand how, what responsibility we have to uphold objectivity and to give you the facts and not to have a bias on anything. And the flip side, it's also incumbent on the consumer to understand that you're going to get it from all different angles and how you parse it and how you mold it and how you, and how you process it is just as important. It's very hard for people to do that. It's very very difficult for most people to do that because they, they look for the sort of media that already speaks to them. They have confirmation bias. So they want to hear what they want to hear. And that it's very challenging when they hear something that goes against what, they, what they've always believed, just a common principle. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, January 6th was a pretty large example on, on how, I mean, you look at the way that it was de delivered on different media and you'll see that it was just a, you would think it's a totally different story. And it's, it's astounding. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's wild. I don't even watch much news. I, I, I don't watch a lot of local news. I actually watch a lot more Israeli news than I do the local news. I don't know. Just... Well, I watch, I, I mean, the sad part is that local news, Miami local news to me is. Oh, I mean, like the... American news, Western news. Oh, American news. Oh, okay. What, um. I was going to flip and say, like, Miami News to this day, I mean, I have friends who work at WSVN and WPLG, and I, I always, I text them sometimes saying, oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, really? Um, yeah. And I ran newsrooms. I ran newsrooms in New York and, and, and all over Europe. And so for me, it's like, I would say your best bet is, is public service media, which we don't really have a tradition of here in the U.S., um, which are uh, not state-run, but these are state-funded. Um, so there's no commercial entity. There's no there are no commercials. 
Therefore, there's no need for ratings and therefore there's no need for hype. Um, they'll give you a better indication of what the world is like. That's great because yeah, they don't they have less of that agenda. Okay, that's that's important. Or less of a commercial agenda. Therefore, they don't need to hype it up. So you know, um, I look at an example like ZDF, which is a German network. Uh, ORF is an Austrian network. Um, you know, if you're good in German, you can you know read there's the TVE in Spain. If you're if you're fluent in Spanish, watch TVE. They do news in a very here's here are the facts mm -hmm. and that's really where you should be getting your news from also from their from their twitter accounts or from their uh you know instagram accounts they all have social media now so as part of their it's embedded in the introduction so it's something to look into as well fair okay no, that's, all, that's all good to know yeah i just i i want to try to find media that's as non-biased as possible and it's hard for me to believe that any of them are you know are non-biased it's like everyone kind of has their biases, so it's, it's hard to... Humans have bias from the moment you're born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So every, every news channel is to some degree, to some level of bias, but some, I think, much, much, much less than others. Yes, well, I think we covered a, a heck of a lot of ground. If there's anything we missed that you wanted to discuss. No, I just... Um... I just my, my I, the only thing I'm curious about. I have to say the one thing about South Florida that I'm always curious about is how people buy apart. I mean, I live on the on the beach, and I just don't understand how in 50, 20, 50, 60 years from now, if it's not underwater, what where are we going? <laughs> like, how what am I supposed to do? Buy land in Alapata? I mean, like. You're saying where, there's going to be no room to buy anything? Is that what you mean? Yeah, or everything's going to be flooded. You got to move inland. And where am I supposed to go? Thinking, like, you really think it's going to be flooded, though? Not flooded, but there'll be like there'll be a bad storm here and there. I mean, between king tides. I mean, look what happens when there's a king tide. So now, I just there's no highland. There's no high. There's no built up mountainy areas except for maybe one area of Coral Gables. So then maybe I, that's what Florida needs to do, man. We need to build some fake mountains. I mean, we, yeah. So much. So many things in Miami are already fake. You know, half of the people's. Bodies faces. Are fake. Yeah, faces exactly. Bodies are fake. Might as well build some fake hills. I don't see why not, right? Yeah. But I mean, I just, <laughs> I just don't. I mean, you're in real estate. I always wonder, like, whether or not, like, hey, am I supposed to look at? Am I supposed to look at like far west, like all the way by 27? Like, where am I supposed That's to go? That's what's gonna happen. That's what's gonna happen. I mean, there is still land. There are still empty or 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 more. You just have to go more inland. Everybody's trying to fight for the east. Everybody's trying to go eastward and. It's going to become more more expensive, less and less inhabitable. It's going to become more and more like New York, I imagine. Uh, right. So you're going to have to either go north or west. That's really what it is. Uh, well, thank you for that tip. I'll remember that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> or just stay in New York and uh, find a nice tent community. Yeah, exactly. Right? Everything will be fine. Build a, build a little igloo with a flag on top. Yeah, that or... or right. Right. That's what I'll do. Sounds great. I'll, I'll come visit the igloo. It sounds like fun. By all means, come. I'll have heat. <laughs> <laughs> sounds good. All right. Well, ladies and gents, I hope you enjoyed this episode number 127. It's pretty crazy when I think about it. Amazing. Yeah, thank you, man. I've, I've been working my ass off with this. And uh, still a smaller channel, but I, I know it's going to grow, grow tremendously. Just got to keep at it. So, Yeah, Joe Rogan started with nothing so there you go 100 percent. and i and i have a, a plan to be on his channel at some point so just oh good along
I want to actually, what I want to do, Joe Rogan, hopefully you're going to, you're going to be listening to this at some point. I want to, I would like to do a debate an Israeli Palestinian debate. You know, and, uh, I don't expect to change anyone's minds necessarily. I want to give perspective to, to the people that don't know anything about it and also try to build some sort of a bridge. I don't expect to come up with a solution, but at least we can, you know, get some sort of understanding. And, uh, and obviously I'd love to grow my channel if, if, uh, if possible. Get to meet Joe. There's just so many good reasons to do it. So hopefully we'll, we'll be able to make it. Do it as a com I mean, I'm a producer now talking. Do it as the common guy. Don't get a Palestinian official to do the to do the debate. You do a comment like a guy. Just give me a shopkeeper. You're a businessman. Find another businessman and just talk. Have a coffee. Put two cameras and microphones, and there you go. What do you mean? But I'm I'm talking about Joe Rogan specifically. So what No, what I know that. Yeah, even more so. Like have him be involved in it, but don't have him book. Your your counterpart on the other side shouldn't be someone who's already like who's the usual tried and true. So you're saying just someone more random. Uh, random is not the right word for it. Someone with invested interest in it, but someone who's not as media trained, hyped up, or as. But, you know, wait, but then wouldn't somebody say that that I'm trying to choose an easy an easy target, meaning that I'm not? No. No, I don't. It was think to so. pick on someone your own size, so to speak, right? So exactly. Exactly. Okay, so you're saying that I'm not okay. So now I catch your drift. So you're saying instead of going for someone bigger, I should go for someone maybe at my level. Is that what you mean? Well, I'm not saying that you're not at a high level. I'm saying that um, what I'm um, saying is I'm, I'm willing to be humble here. I just I'm trying to understand what you mean. No, what I'm saying is that, like not someone who that you know you would see on every news channel around the country. You know, like the usual the usual guy. You want somebody that you can have an actual conversation with and not oh, just a fight. So that. That's 100%, 100%. I'm, I'm trying to talk to this guy. He's very well-spoken. He's very articulate. I'd have to come very prepared. I would do that anyway. If I was going on Joe Rogan, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't wing it. I would do a lot right. of research, a lot of, I, I would have, I would, I, I'm going to actually have a, a binder in, in, in alphabetical order of, you know, pri, the, the Israeli prime ministers. People who anyone watching this, if this if the person who I end up debating sees this video, he's going to have a little bit of a, a little bit of information on, on what I'm going to do. But I'm going to I'm really going to come with with detailed info, because if he starts right. asking me questions, I want to, you know, go to the fifth page, which is which is, say, uh, P and P has prime ministers. And I want to you know pull it all up. Right. What I'm getting at is don't go for the same people who always show the talking heads. That's you want. You want to actually have a conversation with somebody who who lives and breathes a real life. That's valid. Yeah, that's valid. It'll be a lot more authentic. Right. All right. Well, Albert, thank you for coming. Much appreciated. Thank you, Rafi, for having me. Uh, and I'll see you down. I'll see you down. We'll have a drink together when I get back down there in good. a couple of weeks. Good. Sounds awesome. Definitely. We'll we'll definitely do that. Okay. Awesome. So, guys, as always, thank you for watching. Subscribe. Smash the like button. Leave your comments. I will leave Albert's social media for you so you can definitely look into him some more. As always, for any real estate needs, I'm only a phone call away. You can follow me on Instagram at Rafi the Realtor. Uh, what's your what's your official handle? You go, well, Albert Lewiton, but I'm gonna drop oh, you. Right. I'm gonna drop your your uh, information anyhow. So this way I can find you. Already? Cool. Excellent. Fantastic. All right. It is a wrap.